All right. Sorry. This is my little page of questions. That's wonderful. <laughs> I get, no, thank you. Yeah. I get nervous without my tiny scrap paper of questions. That's great. Well, I'm nervous because I don't know what they are. So oh, it won't be, no. Well, don't be nervous. <laughs> um, no, it'll be fabulous. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. is a soprano and executive director and co-founder of Lynx Project, um, whose ad- autism advocacy series world premiere concert is happening in March. Yes. Welcome, Caitlin. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit first about what Lynx Project is is a little bit about its mission, how it got started. Yeah, absolutely. So Lynx Project is an art song organization um, that started when um, I met Megan Moore, Stephen Humes, and Florence Mack at Eastman. Um, And we decided that upon graduating, the thing to do would be to form sort of a collective that performed art song. Um, And we really decided to do this because this is an art form that doesn't get performed a lot outside of the conservatory. We go to all these beautiful, incredible, amazing recitals while we're at school and we get to experience the artistry of our colleagues and that repertoire just doesn't get performed Mm -hmm. um, outside. We get to do a lot of opera, but not a lot of art song. And so we thought, well, let's take this repertoire, art song, which is um, traditionally poetry set to music for voice and piano. Mm -hmm. And songs are like an average of like three minutes of length. So they're not terribly long either. Very diverse. Um, And we thought, let's take them outside of the conservatory. Let's see who else, like if we can get other people interested in them because they're very accessible. It was traditionally performed in people's living rooms. Yeah. Um, So that was really the impetus for starting Lynx Project. Um, Yeah. Awesome. Um, And uh, can you tell me a little bit about uh, like when the autism advocacy, sorry, I can't speak. Um, (laughs) Autism advocacy series got started kind of how that kicked off yes absolutely so we had Lynx project we had this great thing going we were performing concerts really enjoying it um and kind of thinking about like what was the next step what was the thing that was yes we can bring people in the concert halls and and tell stories through art song and it's wonderful but what really what takes it to the next level that makes it connect with communities more Mm -hmm. um because you want your art to be important to the people who are coming to hear it And Megan, my co-founder, Megan Moore, had this idea percolating for a long time. Her sister, Katie Masati, is a special education teacher in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. So she um, works with a lot of kids who have autism and are primarily nonverbal. And a lot of them communicate via the rapid prompting method um, known as RPM or also called letterboarding. So essentially, in order to communicate, they... Um, go through a process which eventually teaches them to point 
out words on a letter board um, so or an like iPad. It, it, or excuse me, point like, out letters. Okay, me. so yeah. it's like one letter at a time and then eventually yeah, built a sentence. Exactly. So it's a very painstaking method of communication yeah. um, because a lot of uh, people who are on the autism spectrum and are also nonverbal have trouble um, getting their bodies to respond to what their brains want them to do. Okay. The They are like completely their brains are completely with it. They're yeah. like, they can understand everything that's happening around them, but it's hard for them to express that because they can't speak. Um, and they have sort of limited methods of being able to communicate. So she works with a lot of these youth and had told Megan about some of the things that they were letterboarding together. Um, and one quote in particular, uh, a young man named Ryan Harris had said in response to a school prompt, I want to see the world not by the whole, but by the all too beautiful small things. And Megan was like, oh my gosh. that that needs to be music. Like that needs yeah. to be a song because people also because people need to know that that's what's going on inside of these kids heads. There's this very like rich, complex, like inner world happening. And it's not just because you can't necessarily understand that from the outside. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And because I think as a lot of us, um, the four of us, certainly, before we embarked on this project, we might have met a person with nonverbal autism and not been aware of this at all, have yeah. kind of been thinking like, oh, maybe they can't understand even what I'm saying. But it's so not true. Just like you said, like a really rich, complex inner world mm -hmm. that doesn't get shared enough. Yeah. Um, and so that that was really the impetus for this project um, and we Ryan was one of our first writers we had four four young men in the first year we commissioned five composers and um, the process we went about was we had the youth submit to us all the texts that they wanted us to consider uh -huh. we gave them some prompts um, but we really were, re were really open with it whatever they wanted to send us whatever they felt like sharing and then we sent those to the composers and said, what speaks to you? Because we wanted the pieces to like independently yeah. um, resonate. And so we had the composers to set the pieces that, that spoke best to them. And then we, we performed them, premiered them about a year later. It, it, and it's this like, was, was this in Cincinnati? Yeah, this okay. was in Cincinnati. Um, because that's where Megan's family is from. Gotcha. So that is how everything got started in Cincinnati. That's awesome. Yeah, so wow. we've been, this will be our, our third year in Cincinnati, um, and I'm here in Chicago now, and it's really important to me that this work is here in Chicago, Yeah. but the reason that we still do it in Cincinnati is because it's so connected to that community. We mm. have built like such strong community connections there, and when you're doing work that's within a community, you can't just be like, well, <laughs> see <Right>. ya. Bye. <laughs> it's been <Yeah>. nice. Oh. <laughs> um. Are there, because um, it's, I feel like it's one thing to um, kind of, uh, for for lack of a better word, to use, <laughs> to use the words of children with autism yeah. um, as text for pieces, but uh, have there, have there been some challenges in making the series um, also more inclusive as a performance experience? Like, was there kind of a learning curve for you guys as an organization? Very much, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's been so, I think what's been terrific for us is um, one, having that having that really uh, big focus on the community. So being in close contact with the youth, the parents, and of course, Katie and other um, providers, special education providers like her, in the area because we can just ask them like building those relationships means you can just turn around and ask them like 
we're going to do this. Does this sound okay? Or how can we better serve your community? Yeah. Um, and so that's meant a lot of different things. Actually, going back to kind of what you had said about taking the texts of youth who have autism and using them. First of all, for that, we felt we needed to be really, really careful and not yeah. and make sure that it was very accessible and not at all feeling like it was exploitative. Right. That we were just using these words yeah, as like, like oh look, like you almost said like a, a thing gimmick like, or something. Like right, right. That would be that just you wanted would to have be been more than a hook. Yeah. You wanted to be meaningful. Exactly, exactly. And so all of our concerts are sensory friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, they're welcoming of the autism population and and anyone who has um, you know special needs. So what we do. Um, the, the way that we have structured our concerts is we hold them in big concert halls, mm-hmm. lots of room to spread out. Um, people are welcome to come and go during the concert. Something that is pretty common if you are on the autism spectrum is having some difficulty with sensory stimulation. Mm-hmm. And so if like a high a soprano singing very high notes is maybe too much for you and you need to leave for a little bit, you are welcome to do so. We have sensory friendly areas in the lobby. Mm-hmm. You can retreat for a bit. Um, additionally, People are welcome to bring headphones and fidgets into the concert hall. Uh, we have minimal lighting changes, and we warn everyone at the beginning of the concert, like, you're going to hear a really wide variety of sounds. Um, you're going to hear a really wide variety of texts that speak to a lot of different emotions. Yeah. And some are happy and, and some are sad because that can also be difficult to um, to hear. And then the new this year, we have two things that I'm really excited about. We're not having clapping because mm-hmm. that is a sensory um, – we know that that can be – that can kind of provide sensory overload for some people. And yeah. so we're doing snapping and hand waving oh, awesome. in the American Sign Language tradition. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And we also are having a social story, which is like um, pictures of what's of like kind of what to expect, along with like a small story at the bottom of each page that oh. that like walks someone through what the sensory experience of going to this event will be like. Um, and it helps them prepare kind of step by step for, I mean, basically on this day, I'm going to go to this building. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to see these people. Mm-hmm. I can sit here. This is what the seats look like. Just really preparing like every step. Yeah. yeah. There, there aren't any like terrible surprises <laughs> exactly exactly yeah 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 that's super important um is there any, i mean do you have any are there any specific ways that you um that you'd like to even take that experience further and, ma- and make it even more accessible and inclusive um i think in general it would be amazing if we could be like uni- kind of more universally accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think about you know who are, who are the people that we're that we're not necessarily reaching or like who yeah. might come to the concert that um, that needs like an American Sign Language uh, interpreter, for example, mm-hmm. and we don't currently provide that because there hasn't been a, a need to in the ta- in the past. But like I always feel like that should be on us that you know yeah. like that we should have you know. Maybe we should have Braille programs, just stuff like that, where like accessibility should be at the forefront of our minds. On the other hand, as a small organization, that's also that's all hard. Very to do. expensive. Yeah. So it's like these two kind of warring, competing um, forces, which are like what you want to do, always. And what you have the money yeah. For, right. It's like it's always <laughs> that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, overall, I'm pleased with. I think what we've what we've been able to accomplish and and how we are able to respond to kind of the community's needs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you ever? Um, and this is kind of a, a squishy question. I, um, <laughs> if you don't have like a clear 
answer to it that's okay sure. but it's I guess I was just wondering about um I feel like it, it, it's not insignificant that you're not only uh you know taking the words of people with autism and it's not that you're just maybe like putting them in print or having them be spoken word but you're singing them yeah. and having them be performed it's almost like a another another level of um I don't want to say it's like a higher level of communication or anything like that but it's it's just um it's a very like extroverted yes, <laughs> yeah. way of putting uh of putting this like expression on display I guess I don't I don't know how yeah, else to yeah. put it and I was do you ever uh do you ever feel kind of the weight of that responsibility of taking something that um that these children who aren't necessarily very able to easily express themselves taking that and really like broadcasting it for people yeah I think that that is a, I think it's a big challenge and I think as performers and as composers I think mm -hmm. it carries a significant weight and I think that's also kind of the beauty of the project is this isn't a commission that people take lightly yeah um it's something that I think everyone Everyone who's come to this project has come with just such an open heart and that's and we get such beautiful music out of it and such expressive music out of it. Um, and then we also get really beautiful, expressive, meaningful performances. Um, and I love that. Yeah. And I love the idea of amplifying, you know, like amplifying these voices that might not otherwise be heard and amplifying their thoughts. And and part of that is showing that they have deep, complex, rich inner lives. And the other part of that is like, they're just, they're kids. Yeah. And so we get some like really wonderful like poems <laughs> who, that are like just kid poems because like yeah. not everyone needs to write about their experience with autism and like not everyone right. should. They're not you know? necessarily defined by their autism. Exactly. Like, people with autism. Like yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that gets into like tricky nuance of like semantics where like some oh, yeah. people want to be a person with autism yeah. um, and some people prefer to be an autistic person whether yeah. it's like person first or identity first and like people have very very different um, really tricky. <laughs> wants and needs around that yeah so we've sort of like picked the way we talk about it and then of course if someone else wants us to like yeah. recognize them in that way absolutely yeah. because it be is like your language is so important yeah. <laughs> absolutely like changes the way that you think about people in a situation and yeah for sure um so i want to talk a little bit specifically about this uh chicago concert yeah um so can you tell us um tell us yes <laughs> me um, <laughs> um and all of the wonderful and, listeners. Uh, my millions of <laughs> listeners um can you uh talk a little bit about i'm sorry my voice is really croaky <laughs> um can you talk about the the composers who are going to be uh on this concert and also are so are the 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 kids who have written this text um are they from chicago or are they from different places they're from cincinnati oh okay gotcha. so this year is still all cincinnati for the youth um and then all chicago for the composers yeah. which i was like so <laughs> excited about yeah that's awesome um because of course i'm here and i want them all to like they're all able to come to the concert which is so yeah. fabulous and they're all wonderful so our three amazing composers this year are rosha Crean, meg huskin and benjamin krause they're so wonderful and I 
I'm just like so excited for the concert. I finally got to sit on a rehearsal the other day and I get to sit in on another one. Uh, I'm headed to Cincinnati soon. So mm-hmm. I'm just so yeah. excited to <laughs> yeah. experience all the music in person. It's the best way. That's awesome. Um, and uh, who, who are some of the people who are performing? Yes. Yeah, so here in Chicago, our performers are uh, baritone Nicholas Ward, soprano Olivia Doig, and mezzo-soprano Emma Smart, and then pianist Christina Juca. Very nice. And they are all, fa- I just, I can't speak highly enough really about, I like, I know like this is, I get so excited talking about this because I really can't speak highly enough about everyone involved in this project. And not only like the high, high level of artistry, mm-hmm. but also just like the amount of heart and joy that, and like gravitas, I guess you would say that everybody really brings to it, which is yeah. really beautiful. Nobody, nobody's phoning it in. Yeah, usually a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, like, if you don't, you see, people don't really do that anyway. But like, I just, I, I just feel like we always end up on this project with such a special group of people. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Um, what are do you, uh, do you foresee, you know, further, uh, more involved collaborations with Chicago performers and or composers in the future? Yes, absolutely. Um, actually, our our plan and our dream and our goal is to run this project in Chicago next mm-hmm. year. Um, and we've connected recently with a community here that uses um, letterboarding, the, that their kids use letterboarding to communicate. Um, and actually, I believe that one of them... It's a young man who had who was in a Tribune article recently. Oh, okay. Um, I, I want to say his name's Mitchell Robbins, and he uh, he uses letterboard to communicate. And I think he is planning to um, not speak, but give a short presentation about letterboarding at the beginning of our of our event, so oh, that wow. the audience kind of like understands a little bit better from the perspective of someone who uses this uh, communication method. Yeah. What it's like, um, and then yeah, we're hoping to work with that community here. Um, and of course, you know, more Chicago composers, oh, performers, yeah. like, yes, support this local, really rich local music scene. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm biased. Like, I like Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so wonderful. There's so much going on here. It's There's it's always a lot amazing. happening. You're like, oh, what event should I go to tonight? There are just so many happening. There <laughs> are. I know. And you're always, like, missing something fabulous. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're working. You're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um. What was my other question? Um, and so, yeah, this event is taking place. I don't know if I mentioned March 7th. Yes. Um, North Park University, Anderson Chapel. From 6 to 7 p.m., there'll be a musical instrument petting zoo. And we're also going to have a sensory area and all of our regular sensory accommodations there. So it should be um, it should be a really, really fabulous um, event. Um, do you uh, more long term? And this is just kind of like daydreaming um are there um other kinds of like events projects collaborations that you foresee as uh becoming a part of of the autism advocacy series like any places that you'd love to take this or that's such a good question it's also a very open question (laughs) (laughs) no it's so i mean we have been really lucky to to bring this music to a couple different communities now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been really special because um, some of the communities have youth with nonverbal autism who don't yet have a method of communication um, or ability to openly express themselves. And so like to 
bring it into that community and to kind of show the youth that their voices are really valuable and that we know that they're we know that they're there yeah and also like the people in the community I think um have a you know maybe like a newfound level of like respect and understanding for the experience that that these youth might be having yeah um I would love to see this project um travel I mean I would I would love to see it be in more communities um, more large scale like touring almost yeah we're so next year we're actually um New Music Shelf is going to public, publish, excuse me, an anthology of um, selections. So we obviously can't publish everything because we have like, oh my gosh, like three hours of music now. <laughs> um, it's a good problem. It's like literally the dream. I want to record like every single, like there's like not a bad I just piece, have you know, too like much. <laughs> <there's> too much <laughs> music. Um, but yeah, we're going to publish an anthology with like selections slash teasers. So hopefully like people will be like, oh, I like that. Like I'm going to also learn the cycle that it comes from. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that that will help get the music you know, just out there more for the people who've been interested in it. We do sometimes get inquiries from people who are like, I want to run this where I am. Mm -hmm. How do I do it? And I think the issue there is it's really, it's a long turnaround and it's a lot of community building work. Yeah. Um, And that's a difficult thing to take on is like, if you're just a performer, if like you're playing, if your goal is to perform it, which is why I don't do a lot of the performing anymore (laughs) because it's like, I like want to leave that to someone else. I want, Mm -hmm. I want to kind of separate that out. It's like too difficult (laughs) 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 to do both. I like, no, you guys, you take care of making you're already executive directing. And I'm, I'll just make sure that like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It all runs. That is, that is plenty. (laughs) Just making sure that things run. <clears throat> so um I want excuse my coughing. Um I uh want people to know where they can find all of your online presence. Yes, fabulous. Um you can find us on the web at www.linksproject.org. Does anybody type in www anymore, Caitlin? <laughs> I don't know. Just in case they did. Just in case. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have HTTP. Yeah. HTTP. Uh, <laughs> colon. Colon. Backslash. Backslash. I don't remember. I don't know. It's something like anyway, that. It's linksproject.org. Yeah. And links is L-Y-N-X. Okay. Um, that's important. It will, Something else would probably come up otherwise. And then we're also on Facebook. Find us on Facebook. We have a lot of... I think our Facebook, uh, I do a better job of staying on top of that than our Instagram in terms of like like, photos and yeah, you can see some really, really neat stuff. We have like bios and, and, um, kind of little blurbs about all the the kids and now all the composers and then the performers going up in the next couple of weeks. So please check that out. It's fabulous. Um, and then our Instagram, we're on Instagram too. So follow us there. Yeah. Is it just like at links project? Yeah, it's like links dot project probably. Okay. I think somebody like has links project. Actually, How I think like they? I think someone who like actually works with like links the animal. <laughs> the the linkses. We get tagged as them sometimes on Oops. Facebook. And you're like, this is not us. We're yeah, not. it's always like a gorgeous. You're like photo. we're cute, but not like furry and cute and, like, like the that. wildlife. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like one of my favorite things. Every like couple months, <laughs> you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's me there (laughs) awesome um so just to um sum up this is uh happening 7 p.m saturday march 7th in anderson chapel at north park university um and people can buy tickets ahead um through your website if basically it's it's pretty yeah. easy to find like if you just look at events and you find yes. this event and yeah. click on it and all that um and can people also buy tickets at the door yes they can also buy tickets at the door okay awesome card um, or cash yay um 
Is there anything else that you want people to know or that you want people to maybe, or that you hope people take away from this performance on the seventh? Oh my gosh. I hope, oh, I hope, I feel like I always hope so many things. Um, I hope. <laughs> Tell us your hopes take, and dreams. <laughs> my hopes and dreams. Um, I mean, I hope that they take away, like if they don't, if they don't have personal experience with someone, or even if they do, if they that they might look at um, a person who has who has a more difficulty communicating or expressing themselves. I think for me, it's just opened up my patience and understanding and communication in general. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if I'm not understanding what the other person is saying, or if it seems like the other person is having difficulty communicating, maybe they really are. Like, yeah. you know, it's just like makes me want to dig deeper and find out like what are they trying, what are they really trying to tell me. So I'm yeah. hoping like that is a big takeaway is just like a deeper understanding and compassion. Um, and then also just like a, a joyfulness at how contemporary music is so relevant and so incredible and so beautiful. Um, yeah. And an appreciation for the art form. I, I think those are like the main, that's the main stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry that, uh, siren is (laughs) happening while you're saying that. Sorry. Uh, That was on purpose actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's beautiful. Um, I'm very excited uh, for this performance. I, I intend to be there. I don't think there's any reason I can't make it. Wonderful. So, um, I can't wait to see you there. Yeah. And hopefully we will see and all, all sorts of, of other people. There. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone all, else. My, all of you. Everyone my three listening. million listeners. Yeah. It's growing <laughs> oh all the gosh, time. Oh my gosh. I don't know if we have three capacity for three million. <laughs> We're all going to pack <laughs> in Audrey. there. It's going to be moved to an arena. It's fine. Um, <sighs> thank you so much, Caitlin. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.